Chapter Ten of Zastrozzi, a Romance. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Martin Giessen. Zastrozzi, a Romance by Percy Bysshe Shelley. Chapter Ten. Persevering in the prosecution of her design the time passed away slowly to matilda for verezzi's frame becoming every day more emaciated threatened to her alarmed imagination approaching dissolution slowly to verezzi for he waited with impatience for the arrival of death since nothing but misery was his in this world useless would it be to enumerate the conflicts in matilda's soul suffice it to say that they were many and that their violence progressively increased verezzi's illness at last assumed so dangerous an appearance that matilda alarmed sent for a physician the humane man who had attended verezzi before was from home but one skilful in his profession arrived who declared that a warmer climate could alone restore verezzi's health matilda proposed to him to remove to a retired and picturesque spot which she possessed in the venetian territory verezzi expecting speedy dissolution and conceiving it to be immaterial where he died consented and indeed he was unwilling to pain one so kind as matilda by a refusal the following morning was fixed for the journey the morning arrived and verezzi was lifted into the chariot being yet extremely weak and emaciated matilda during the journey by every care every kind and sympathizing attention tried to drive away verezzi's melancholy sensible that could the weight which pressed upon his spirits be removed he would speedily regain health but no it was impossible though he was grateful for matilda's attention a still deeper shade of melancholy overspread his features a more heartfelt inanity and languor sapped his life he was sensible of a total distaste of former objects objects which perhaps had formerly forcibly interested him the terrific grandeur of the alps the dashing cataract as it foamed beneath their feet ceased to excite those feelings of awe which formerly they were wont to inspire the lofty pine groves inspired no additional melancholy nor did the blooming valleys of piedmont or the odoriferous orangeries which scented the air gladden his deadened soul they travelled on they soon entered the venetian territory where in a gloomy and remote spot 
stood the castella di laurentini it was situated in a dark forest lofty mountains around lifted their aspiring and craggy summits to the skies the mountains were clothed half up by ancient pines and plane trees whose immense branches stretched far and above bare granite rocks on which might be seen occasionally a scathed larch lifted their gigantic and misshapen forms in the centre of an amphitheatre formed by these mountains surrounded by woods stood the castella di laurentini whose grey turrets and time-worn battlements overtopped the giants of the forest into this gloomy mansion was verezzi conducted by matilda the only sentiment he felt was surprise at the prolongation of his existence as he advanced supported by matilda and a domestic into the castella matilda's soul engrossed by one idea confused by its own unquenchable passions felt not that ecstatic that calm and serene delight only experienced by the innocent and which is excited by a return to the place where we have spent our days of infancy no she felt not this the only pleasurable emotion which her return to this remote castella afforded was the hope that disengaged from the tumult of and proximity to the world she might be the less interrupted in the prosecution of her madly planned schemes though verezzi's melancholy seemed rather increased than diminished by the journey yet his health was visibly improved by the progressive change of air and variation of scenery which must at times momentarily alleviate the most deep-rooted grief yet again in a fixed spot again left to solitude and his own torturing reflections verezzi's mind returned to his lost his still adored julia he thought of her ever unconsciously he spoke of her and by his rapturous exclamations sometimes almost drove matilda to desperation several days thus passed away matilda's passion which mellowed by time and diverted by the variety of objects and the hurry of the journey had relaxed its violence now like a stream pent up burst all bounds but one evening maddened by the tender protestations of eternal fidelity to julia's memory which verezzi uttered her brain was almost turned her tumultuous soul agitated by contending emotions flashed from her eyes unable to disguise the extreme violence of her sensations in an ecstasy of despairing love she rushed from the apartment where she had left verezzi 
and unaccompanied wandered into the forest to calm her emotions and concert some better plans of revenge for in Verezzi's presence she scarcely dared to think her infuriated soul burned with fiercest revenge she wandered into the trackless forest and conscious that she was unobserved gave vent to her feelings in wild exclamations oh julia hated julia words are not able to express my detestation of thee thou hast destroyed verezzi thy cursed image revelling in his heart has blasted my happiness for ever but ere i die i will taste revenge oh exquisite revenge she paused she thought of the passion which consumed her perhaps one no less violent has induced julia to rival me said she again the idea of verezzi's illness perhaps his death infuriated her soul pity chased away by vengeance and disappointed passion fled did i say i pitied thee detested julia much did my words belie the feelings of my soul no no thou shalt not escape me pity thee again immersed in corroding thought she heeded not the hour till looking up she saw the shades of night were gaining fast upon the earth the evening was calm and serene gently agitated by the evening zephyr the lofty pines sighed mournfully far to the west appeared the evening star which faintly glittered in the twilight the scene was solemnly calm but not in unison with matilda's soul softest most melancholy music seemed to float upon the southern gale matilda listened it was the nuns at a convent chanting the requiem for the soul of a departed sister perhaps gone to heaven exclaimed matilda as affected by the contrast her guilty soul trembled a chain of horrible racking thoughts pressed upon her soul and unable to bear the acuteness of her sensations she hastily returned to the castella thus marked only by the varying paroxysms of the passions which consumed her matilda passed the time her brain was confused her mind agitated by the ill success of her schemes and her spirits once so light and buoyant were now depressed by disappointed hope what shall i next concert was the mental inquiry of matilda ah i know not she suddenly started she thought of zastrozzi 
oh that i should have till now forgotten exclaimed matilda as a new ray of hope darted through her soul but he is now at naples and some time must necessarily elapse before i can see him oh zastrozzi zastrozzi would that you were here no sooner had she well arranged her resolutions which before had been confused by eagerness than she summoned ferdinand on whose fidelity she dared to depend and bid him speed to naples and bear a letter with which he was entrusted to zastrozzi meanwhile verezzi's health as the physician had predicted was so much improved by the warm climate and pure air of the castella di laurentini that though yet extremely weak and emaciated he was able as the weather was fine and the summer evenings tranquil to wander accompanied by matilda through the surrounding scenery in this gloomy solitude where except the occasional and infrequent visits of a father confessor nothing occurred to disturb the uniform tenor of their life verezzi was everything to matilda she thought of him ever at night in dreams his image was present to her enraptured imagination she was uneasy except in his presence and her soul shook by contending paroxysms of the passion which consumed her was transported by unutterable ecstasies of delirious and maddening love her taste for music was exquisite her voice of celestial sweetness and her skill as she drew sounds of soul-touching melody from the harp enraptured the mind to melancholy pleasure the affecting expression of her voice mellowed as it was by the tenderness which at times stole over her soul softened verezzi's listening ear to ecstasy yet again recovering from the temporary delight which her seductive blandishments had excited he thought of julia as he remembered her ethereal form her retiring modesty and unaffected sweetness a more violent a deeper pang of regret and sorrow assailed his bosom for having suffered himself to be even momentarily interested by matilda hours days passed lingering away they walked in the evenings around the environs of the castella woods dark and gloomy stretched far cloud-capped mountains reared their gigantic summits high and dashing amidst the jutting rocks foaming cataracts with sudden and impetuous course sought the valley below amid this scenery the wily matilda usually led her victim 
one evening when the moon rising over the gigantic outline of the mountain silvered the far-seen cataract matilda and verezzi sought the forest for a time neither spoke the silence was uninterrupted save by matilda's sighs which declared that violent and repressed emotions tortured the bosom within they silently advanced into the forest the azure sky was spangled with stars not a wind agitated the unruffled air not a cloud obscured the brilliant concavity of heaven they ascended an eminence clothed with towering wood the trees around formed an amphitheatre beneath by a gentle ascent an opening showed an immense extent of forest dimly seen by the moon which overhung the opposite mountain the craggy heights beyond might distinctly be seen edged by the beams of the silver moon verezzi threw himself on the turf what a beautiful scene matilda he exclaimed beautiful indeed returned matilda i have admired it ever and brought you here this evening on purpose to discover whether you thought of the works of nature as i do oh fervently do i admire this exclaimed verezzi as engrossed by the scene before him he gazed enraptured suffer me to retire for a few minutes said matilda without waiting for verezzi's answer she hastily entered a small tuft of trees verezzi gazed surprised and soon sounds of such ravishing melody stole upon the evening breeze that verezzi thought some spirit of the solitude had made audible to mortal ears ethereal music he still listened it seemed to die away and again a louder a more rapturous swell succeeded the music was in unison with the scene it was in unison with verezzi's soul and the success of matilda's artifice in this respect exceeded her most sanguine expectation he still listened the music ceased and matilda's symmetrical form emerging from the wood roused verezzi from his vision he gazed on her her loveliness and grace struck forcibly upon his senses her sensibility her admiration of objects which enchanted him flattered him and her judicious arrangement of the music left no doubt in his mind but that experiencing the same sensations herself the feelings of his soul were not unknown to her thus far everything went on as matilda desired to touch his feeling had been her constant aim could she find anything which interested him anything to divert his melancholy 
or could she succeed in effacing another from his mind she had no doubt but that he would quickly and voluntarily clasp her to his bosom by affecting to coincide with him in everything by feigning to possess that congeniality of sentiment and union of idea which he thought so necessary to the existence of love she doubted not soon to accomplish her purpose but sympathy and congeniality of sentiment however necessary to that love which calms every fierce emotion fills the soul with a melting tenderness and without disturbing it continually possesses the soul was by no means consonant to the ferocious emotions the unconquerable and ardent passion which revelled through matilda's every vein when enjoying the society of him she loved calm delight unruffled serenity possessed not her soul no but inattentive to every object but him even her proximity to him agitated her with almost uncontrollable emotion whilst watching his look her pulse beat with unwonted violence her breast palpitated and unconscious of it herself an ardent and voluptuous fire darted from her eyes her passion too controlled as it was in the presence of verezzi agitated her soul with progressively increasing fervour nursed by solitude and wound up perhaps beyond any pitch which another's soul might be capable of it sometimes almost maddened her still surprised at her own forbearance yet strongly perceiving the necessity of it she spoke not again of her passion to verezzi End of chapter 10 Recording by Martin Giessen In Hazelmere, Surrey